0: I want to let you know, yeah, I just got word last night, so this is an absolute fresh word that I'd be preaching today. So I just want to make sure none of this is me, that it's all of the Father, and we can't pray enough or too much. So let's go to the Lord. Father, we thank you for this opportunity, Lord, to be just as we are, whether we are in this space in our comfy gear, or we are online in our living rooms, in cars, at workplaces, whether we are in Washington, part of the network where Pastor Cheryl's preaching this morning, or if we are on the south side, Father, we are all your children, and we are gathered around, Lord, all over this country, all over this world on a Sabbath morning to hear from you, Father. And we are grateful, Lord. We know that you have a fresh word for us, a message for us, Lord. And we want it all. Father, anything from me, let it fall away. Anything from the world, let it go back to them, Father. And everything of you, may it stay in our hearts and grow and bear fruit for your kingdom and your glory. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.
1: Oh, holy night, the stars are brightly shining. It is the night of our dear Savior's birth.
0: You know it. See it with me.
1: Long lay the world. In sin and error pining Till he appears And the soul felt its worth The thrill of hope A weary world rejoices And yonder breaks a new and glorious morn
0: absolute favorite Christmas song and when I got news yesterday I was in Sterling that I would be preaching today and the Lord I started asking him immediately what to preach I can't get this enough of this song and I refer to it, and the Lord has been referring to it the entire Advent season and so I got to sing it with the kids yesterday, or on Christmas Eve but I look forward to singing it anytime I can with all the angel voices, I love it with a whole bunch of voices, there's nothing like it I live for that every year but I was today years old when I figured out I've been singing this song out of context my whole life and I think you might be too singing it out of context the Lord is talking to me about epiphany and I've been preparing for uh, uh, 12 hours our first Friday's 12 hour day of prayer and fasting was coming up but um in January and talking about epiphany and understanding what epiphany is. Do you know that the second verse that we know as surely he taught us to love one another, his law is love and his gospel is peace. That second verse that we sing, is it really the second verse? I didn't know that. The words go led by the light of faith, serenely beaming. With glowing hearts by his cradle, we stand. So led by light of a star sweetly gleaming, here come the wise men from Orient land. The king of kings lay thus in lowly manger in all our trials, born to be our friend. How did I miss that this is not a Christmas song, that this is an epiphany song? I don't know if you know what epiphany is, but the song gets me when it says, truly he taught us to love one another. I love it because it's God's love in action. His law is love and his gospel is peace. I, that just sticks with me. I don't know what does love look like. What is what? What is the purpose of sending this child? Is this child is the picture? I, I should have texted and say, "Hey, leave the Advent wreath out." Uh, <laughs> of the Advent wreath, which of course is trees, and you know how I am about trees, and <laughs> but the, the circle the same circle that is inside of a tree in the natural. As you can tell by when you cut open a a branch or cut the trunk that you can see the story of this tree by how many circles. It's spiritual development. It's physical development. You can see. I love that. It helps me to understand what God's trying to do in my heart. He's adding circles to my tree every year. Whether it's been a rough year through every trial, through every storm, through every element, or whether it's been a great year, I've grown, you've grown, we've changed. And every year we revisit this law, his law is love and his gospel is peace. Matthew 2, 1 through 12 tells us that most of our our, uh, nativity scenes are wrong. It has these three dudes with some shiny hats on and, and some gowns and they weren't there on Christmas Eve. Those were the shepherds. But these guys that sometimes get overlooked—these guys, these magi coming from the east, following this astro- nom- or this astrological, astrological, astrological <laughs> anomaly—is celebrated. That moment that they finally follow, found where that star had been leading them, is known as Epiphany. Twelve days after Christmas, we celebrate this word epiphany, which means a a revelation, an awakening. It is in the liturgical calendar and it's easy to get overlooked in all the hubbub of Christmas. And if we've pressed into Advent like good Christians and we celebrate the birth of the Messiah with our families and and we make sure we don't lose the reason for the season and we understand what Christmas really means, a child born Not just for the salvation of the Jewish people, the Messiah, this gift of God. After long wait from Malachi to the New Testament, the first words of Matthew, the Gospel of Matthew, that we see this epiphany, that the Gospel message. His law is love. His gospel is peace. It is not just for the Jewish people, but for the Gentile too, the foreigner, for people who are far off, outside of the love of God, outside of the knowledge of all the things and stories and, and examples and prophets and, and miracles and, and deliverances and all the things of the Old Testament. Kings and queens, we didn't want judges, so give us kings. We've gone through all these, around the mountain one more time, 40 years to take a 16-day journey for 10 rules that we add 600 and some extra to. All this drama for this moment. And just like Damon, I don't know if you know who Damon Johns is, but if you watch Shark Tank, he's the black guy who used to own uh, the uh, FUBU, For Us, By Us the Jewish people really did think that the Messiah was for us by us through our bloodline. He's for us to save us from the Roman rule and we will have power and be a part of this, this whole structure it will be turned upside down. And the epiphany moment is that it's not just for us by us. That's not that at all, it's for everybody. That's what we celebrate. And as we begin to understand that what happens after Christmas, all this drama, we take down the decorations and clean up and party's over, throw away all the gift wrap will be on the curb. All the boxes will be on the curbs this week for the garbage man. But I tell you the truth, I have never needed God more than I, this year. Never in my life have I needed God more than I have this year I lost my brother. There's been so many other things that have happened. I can't even begin to tell you, but so is the grace of God. It's been happening so fast you can barely catch your breath sometimes. But as I reflect, I am thankful that God has made a way for me to have access to the Father access to everything that I need he has made a way for you to have access not only a way for me but for you for everyone the candle wax from the advent candle it can barely be cooled the hope the peace the joy the love wrapped in swaddling clothes lying in a manger he is our gift the gift we were given even though we were already dead to sin. We have no right to, we've not been justified by our deeds. We've been justified by the love of that gift. Born in a manger on that holy night. <laughs> not the holy night the song is talking about. Turns out it wasn't about Bethlehem at all. It was in Nazareth. And I believe that the Lord is saying to us, don't put all the decorations away quite yet. Let's sit with them for a little while. Maybe be like Mary and do how she did and just ponder on them for a while. Let us sink in. Let it change us. So that when we say we believe, our actions speak louder than our words. It's not just a head knowledge as Pastor Rebecca talked about, but that it really is reflecting in our behavior and our thoughts and our deeds that it changed us and transformed us from the inside out. Reflecting on this gift of Jesus Christ, our Messiah, it's not enough to know all the facts of the Christmas story. What is important is that we understand that we are called to allow ourselves to be transformed, to integrate these truths, this light, this love, this hope, peace, joy, and love reconcile these truths. Because if we, if that's what we really believe, then honestly, the church should be known a little bit differently in the world today. My little brother, Tommy, <laughs> always with the smart aleck quip, he used to say, there's only two things that change people, can transform people, is an encounter with God or a traumatic brain injury. Seems like an easy choice to me. (laughs) I'm gonna charge charge into that encounter with God, amen? But sometimes, clearly, we're hard-headed sometimes. And hard heads make soft behinds, my papa says. So, (laughs) I know you may think we're gonna be talking about the Magi in Matthew 3, but we're not. I want you to open your Bibles, your Bible apps. If you're online, you should be able to have link to the bible apps pretty quickly and we're going to look at John 3 as our scripture today we've talked about epiphany but we want to have more than just head knowledge we want to be transformed and we want these 12 days January 6th that falls on a Thursday is the end of epiphany the 12 days that in the liturgical calendar that we celebrate this Contemplation and and, and anticipation that the gospel was for everybody. And uh, it has been like that from the beginning. That this revelation to the wise men said something, opened up something in the spiritual realm that helps us understand how to live out the kingdom of heaven in this physical realm. (laughs) I think when we think about encounters, with the Father's heart, this radical, crazy love for us. We get all messed up and something happens in us. Either we begin to wrestle with this truth that God loves us and it's never gonna let us go. He's never gonna stop pursuing us. This revelation is nothing less when you finally let it sink in. And I don't know how many saints in the room know that it is nothing less than miraculous. When you truly understand that you can never understand how much God loves you. It's changing lives every day. And I'm so grateful to be a part of the move of God, birthed from this church called Southside Community Center. Hey fam. When we encounter the Father's heart, that's what we look for on Tuesdays at dinner church. The Father's heart through the teaching of the disciples and what it is to be a citizen in the kingdom of heaven. Every time we open the teaching of the disciples, we're always looking for those two things. And we're going to do it Southside style today. When we encounter the love of the Father, it transforms us. Truly, it is the only thing that can transform art. It is so like the father to know exactly what we need, to know exactly how to go about getting our attention and helping us understand this supernatural love for us in this natural world. He gave us this baby. We understand as humans the love for a child. Even more so can we understand his love for his children and that there is none outside of his love. Nicodemus is one of those people. Nicodemus, when we're looking in Gen- John 3, I'm not going to read all of it, but I just want to give you a snapshot. Nicodemus is a Pharisee. He knows all of the Old Testament. He's a teacher of the law, and he is wrestling with this truth, and it's not making any sense. What do you mean born again? How does an old person become born again and return to his mother's womb? What, how He's trying to understand and wrestle between what is in the natural world and supernatural. And if he can't understand the natural, this, uh, to the supernatural, then all is lost. So God's calling us to wrestle with his word and I ask you to wrestle with his word and I would pick a, a different scripture but there is none more known than John three sixteen. How do we go from this picture, this advent candle, this white candle of Jesus, this coming, this newborn baby, to a 33-year-old man who's had 30 years of life and three more of ministry. He is in this ministry, rattling everybody's mind, breaking down status quo. And Nicodemus, we enter, is asking questions, wrestling with this natural love, versus supernatural love. Question, supernatural love looks at humanity, living in the consequences of her own actions, also known as sin, is hopelessly outside of the will of God. Her life is far, far off from the kingdom lifestyle she's called to, what she was designed for. Instead of looking at the life through the law of love and the gospel of peace. We have to start with acknowledging the problem. And Jesus knows this. We all know, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whosoever believed in him should not perish and have everlasting life. Such a lovely verse. Isn't it just, wow, thank you God for loving us. But Jesus goes on, you are Israel's teacher, in verse 10, Jesus says, and you do not understand these things. Very truly, I tell you, we speak of what we know and we testify to what we have seen, but still you people do not accept our testimony. I have spoken to you of earthly things and you do not believe how then will you believe if I speak of heavenly things? No one has ever gone into heaven except for the one who came from heaven, the Son of Man. Just as Moses was lifted up on a snake in the wilderness, so the Son of Man must be lifted up. That everyone who believes may have eternal life in him. And then Jesus, or, uh, John switches and starts to preach. It's one and only son. This is the verdict. Can you hear it? Law and order. (laughs) The light has come into the world, but the people love darkness instead of the light because their deeds were evil. Everyone who does evil hates the light and will not come into the light for fear will not come into the light for fear that their deeds will be exposed. But whoever lives by the truth comes into the light so that it may be seen plainly that what we have done has been done in the sight of God. For God so loved the world that he gave He's so compelled by love that he did. Love does. If I had time to get you notes that you would have filled that in right there. Love does. It gives. It serves. In the natural among us, who among us can ignore a crying baby? In the natural, we love children. And it doesn't even have to be our children. And we can't stand by and do anything. We are compelled by love to go to that child and go through all the gamut. What could be wrong? Are they wet? Are they got a dirty diaper, hungry, feverish, too hot, too cold? What's going on? And if none of those usual suspects alleviate the issue and the child cries on, then we begin to worry and we think about seeking a higher authority in the same way. The Father sees us in our sin condition, and hearing our cries, he had to do something. He sent prophets, he sent, he revealed himself in different ways. He gave us Moses and the Ten Commandments, rules to live by, and out of fear, we resist the light, we resist the truth, and we miss the heart of the Father for ourselves. The heart of the Father, which brings us from afar off, and He brings us a little closer, and He moves us in a little closer to this place of intimacy. Have you ever forgotten the moment you heard someone else's heartbeat with your ears? Someone you love, your child, a parent, a spouse. You never forget that it changes you. There's nothing more intimate, nothing more close than skin-to-skin contact, the love of the Father. No longer estranged, no longer far off. But here we are 2,000 years later. Jesus has a word for us 33 years later, 30 years later. From when his birth, the gospel message was born. Here we are 2,000 years later, still struggling with the same, still wrestling with the same issues. It's spiritual development. Is it spiritual discipline? Is it spiritual maturity? Immaturity? I don't know what it is. But I know that if we can take the privilege... It is to worship this father of great love that we can't possibly understand, that we can join our voices together and worship him, hear from him, his love, transform us miraculously. It happens here, happens on the south side of Peoria. I get to do life with folks and live and usher in this atmosphere of love right in the middle of some of the most negative, violent spirit of lack into the world in the natural. Yes, the news is scary, but there is no fear in perfect love. Far too many families have been stuck in this cycle for generations. And I get to bear witness to the gospel. I get to bear witness and help people understand the heart of the Father and what it means to be a citizen in the kingdom of heaven. But you know what? As I go back and forth to work every day and I go back and forth to my home on the south side of Peoria and go about my work every day, it's clear to me that south side isn't the only place with this problem. There are churches gathering together today filled with believers just like us but some of them have no idea, no understanding. Belief means not just knowing it, but allowing it to transform us so then we behave out of that knowledge of truth. That's what it means to believe. I believe the Church of America is struggling, and to be honest, I believe the bride knows that there is a problem and a disconnect, but she's looking for somebody else to blame. Because when the truth of the matter is that the church is growing exponentially in other countries where there is actual, physical oppression and, 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 and persecution, the church is exploding with believers who have no choice but to believe on and to believe in Jesus and count on him for everything. We know this baby's story. We know how his life goes. You can read ahead. We know from observing the 33-year life of Jesus in his three years of that ministry, it's clear that the heart of the Father, his desire, was for humanity to live their lives in the presence of the Holy One, an intimate relationship with the Father. He even prayed, sweat drops of blood, that we might get it. That we might accept and no longer hide in the light, like John three tells us. Hide in the darkness, trying to think like as if we could really hide something from God and hide our evil deeds, hide our desires, hide our fleshly flaws. When there is freedom, by simply stepping into the light, His Word says, the light of His love. Fall on your knees. May we have this epiphany. His law is love and his gospel of peace. And we are the peacemakers. That is the action word. Love is an action word. Peace maker. You have to make peace. It's not just going to get licked up off the ground. We are the bearers. We are the witnesses. We are entrusted with the reconciliation, the gospel of reconciliation and the gospel message. That, therefore, the work that we do on the South side is not charity. That is natural world concept. We are not a charity service. I get a lot of calls from people making referrals because they think we can help them with their rent or something. I am nobody's savior. The only thing I can do is introduce you to mine. And I will walk this journey with you in the discipleship and I will help you mature in your spirit and we will understand truly what the epiphany is. Because none of us I don't believe are Jewish bloodline in the room. We are all Gentiles. The epiphany is for us. The revelation of God's love is for us. How amazing this love is that the Father, that he gave his word and the word became flesh and it dwelt among us. The Lord Jesus simultaneously revealed through us, through his word, he reveals to us the heart of the Father and what it is to be a child growing up in the kingdom of heaven. What the heaven, kingdom of heaven is like. The conflict enters when a narrative is driven by the ones in power. We will miss it like the Pharisees. Except for Nicodemus, he's wrestling. I have hope for Nicodemus. He's wrestling with it. He's not avoiding it. He's, yeah, He had to sneak and protect his reputation Sneak in the cover of darkness to get to Jesus, to ask him this question, to ask him these questions that are burning within him. If you have questions that are burning within you, go to the Lord and ask him in these 12 days of epiphany to this journey to January 6th. I want us to respond to his word today, together as a family, before our creator, whether we are in our comfy clothes or not, just how we are, whether we're online in our living room or we are at work listening on a, in a device, we are going to do that by taking in the lyrics of O oh Holy Night. We've always read the first and the third, didn't know about the second, but I want us to read it in context because now when we read it, we recognize that this is years. Jesus is thought to be probably a toddler, three years old maybe, when the Magi finally found him. But they had followed. They saw the star just like the shepherds did. They heard the angel voices just like the shepherd did. They are referring and remembering what they had heard. It is not a witness of Christmas Eve. It is a witness and a reflection of their epiphany that the gospel is not just for Jewish people or a chosen few, but it's for everybody. May that change us as we look ahead to 2020 and how God can use us to be bear witness to his law of love and his gospel of peace. Will you sing this song with me? And if you want to commit to God that I am going to chase after you until I get an epiphany this year, that none of the suffering of 2021, none of the suffering of 2020 be lost, Lord, that you use it all. Hope, peace, joy, and love. I want to give that to you as a gift this year. Show me how, Lord. I'll start this journey today on this holy night. Oh, holy
1: night, the stars are brightly shining. It is the night of our dear Savior's birth. Long lay the world. In sin and error pining till he appears and his soul felt its worth. A thrill of hope, a weary world rejoices for yonder break a new and glorious morn for
0: this last verse my favorite verse but if you're ready to take the challenge I want you to do it on your feet and you let everybody in here know that I want an epiphany this year I want to be the love that does I want to be a peacemaker I want to be a source of joy I want to be a source of hope this year It's not charity work it is justice work and that we are justified and we have had an epiphany. Carry the song with you as we journey to January 6th. Because truly he taught us to love
1: one another. His law is love And his gospel is peace Change shall he break For the slave is our brother And in his name All oppression shall cease Sweet hymns of joy in grateful chorus raise me. Let all within us praise his holy name for.
0: epiphany. Make it something different. In Jesus' name. Amen.